Here we go. Another week of top five for fighting. Businesses are closing down. Mass hysteria. Everyone's being getting ready to start staying in their homes. But we're going to find a way to s- still do this and have a good time. In fact, we're going to have so much fun. It'd be like Michael Jackson and Casey Anthony opening up a daycare. That's fun. This week, I, the, how much fun are they having? True. <laughs> this week on Top 5 for Fighting. We're going to talk about it. This week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years. Decades of years. Decades, decades of years. De- That's... First of all, first of all... Give... Spoilers. Okay? We are, oh, we yeah, are yeah. talk about spoilers That here. would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's going <laughs> to shit on something. Tell you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally, anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, "Why did I do this?" Here we go. I, he's I got really, that look on his face. Really like he's getting ready to punch this, a baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house, just hauling <laughs> ass, but underwear, probably naked ass too. In his underwear, hauling ass. I'm gonna have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. (laughs) Now I know why you wanted to bring us in. (laughs) I mean, are we we there yet? Are we there yet? Ah. Getting kind of nuts. It's going to be the great toilet paper hunt of 2020. Do you think that, I mean, not trying to be funny, are, are, are they planning on restocking? Are they working on it? I mean... I mean, I'm in good shape, but I know some people that are, they're on the edge, conserving. You'll be fine, dude. You got a, I see a lot of bushes and a lot of leaves out front. None, and none of them have leaves of three. You're, so you're good to go. Wipe away. All right. Well, then I'll, okay. S- solid. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's another week. Greg Bishop, Mike Putnam. What's up? Here to hopefully raise your spirits during this time of weirdness. I Listen, I... It's unprecedented. Nobody's ever been through this before. Nobody's ever been through anything like this before. Just keep your shit together and listen to us and just laugh. Yeah. What are you doing? What do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. It's There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of fear. Um, not a lot of toilet paper, but there's just... I don't, I, I don't even know. It's weird. It's just really weird. Um, but we'll see here in the next week. It sounds like Hillsborough County is right here where, where we're at. Next door to where we're at is the going to be the next county to go to the stay-at-home order. And we were talking about it before. We don't know what that means, but there's no sense in sitting around stressing out about it, working your, you know, working up a tizzy, because we don't know anything. All I know is we're not going to die from it. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to go through it. Just go about your normal stuff. Be smart. Um, and watch some movies. Play some video games. you damn sure that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have much choice to do anything else. I know uh, yesterday in Pinellas County, which is the county that we live in, they shut down all dine-in. Yep. Eating. Uh, carry out only. Carry out only, which is good for I, all those. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. At least they're giving people the option for the carry out. Everybody's got their favorite restaurant to go to. Mine here locally is the Detroit Coney Island. Um, I've mentioned them before, but now going in there the past few times, I've gotten to meet the owners really good. Um, I know them now. Um, 
I'm going to order lunch from there probably today or tomorrow. I mean, just to do a little part in helping. But, I mean, it's it's just weird. Everything just feels weird right now. It's hard. I can't even describe it. Well, it's unfortunate that we're not congressmen or senators because then we could have sold all of our stocks before shit hit the, hit the, well, hit the uh, fan. Craig, it is unfortunate that we're not. <laughs> so just, just in case you don't know, I want to call these pieces of shit out. <clears throat> do, do this Excuse first. Excuse me. Because Amy asked me, and I didn't have, I don't know the right answer. Why is it so wrong what they did? Because I'm sure you can explain it a lot better than I can. Besides me just saying, well, it's illegal. The problem here in lies where most of the problems, and Richard will probably correct us, and I wish I had him here for this. The government has set it up so that they can essentially do whatever they want. Not the government as a whole, but our elected representatives. And they, they can do whatever they want without impunity. Okay, For instance, they passed a law at some point that basically made it they're allowed to do insider trading. Oh, that makes they're, they're, they're allowed to do that because, you know, they're important. Sure. There was an amendment to this law in 2012, and I just started reading about this last night, and I had so much other stuff that I had prepped for this week. <clears throat> Damn, excuse me. Again, that I didn't get a chance to research it hard. But basically, it amended the fact that they're not supposed to be able to do insider trading, but the fact of the matter is they can still do it because they get inside information okay so basically what these four did was they had they had brief they were briefed on what could possibly be in store for the country um could we could we go into lockdowns what what protocol is going to happen here and they immediately sold uh i think his name's burr uh he sold 1.7 million dollars worth of his stock while we were sitting where the dow was at twenty-eight thousand. well the dow is now at 19 and change so we've lost a third of the value, and I guess that's how it works. I don't completely understand how the stock market works, which is why I never poured a lot of my money in there. But right. he sold high because he had the information coming that travel is going to be hit, the tourism industry is going to be hit, uh, the healthcare industry is going to suffer. So does it boil down to this? He had information before the general public has it, so he got a head start on it and did it before anybody else could. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Now I mean, look at me. Yeah. Now he says he says, Well, I didn't do anything wrong and I'm gonna have the ethics committee look into it. And chances are pretty good that he didn't do anything wrong because they've shielded themselves that they're allowed to do whatever they want to do. Like they don't pay social security. They vote in a health care agreement that they don't have to partake in. Uh, right. all this other horseshit that they do. Now, here's my question. I wanna know how someone who makes hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year, okay? You're making $170,000 a year, so you're paying 30% of taxes, mm -hmm. period. So now you're down to $140,000, $135,000 a year. How does he have $1.7 million worth of stock? Well, we all know the answer to that, Craig. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't even know. Like, I, I'm doing my best, after, like, especially the last couple of days. Like, I am doing my absolute best to not watch the news, I, not I know. watch any of the coverages. I know. I do get the news alerts, the the, the little pop up things um, on my phone, like when something big will happen. Like if there's a the live press conference, which I think is daily now with Trump and all the advisors mm -hmm. and that stuff. But you'll get the Cliff Notes version on the on the app that pops up. Um, it's I, I'm just avoiding it now until the important stuff comes up, like you can't go to work or whatever. You know, when I got the the sad news that you know. 
Richard, it was funny because he texted me just right after I found out that my gym was closed now. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, my swole shop is closed. Yeah. Now what? But you know what, though? If you stop and think about it, those probably should have been the first places that are closed. Yeah, With I the get amount it. of sweat and the amount of people that go through there in a day. I mean, it sucks. It, it sucks. It, it, here's, here's the thing that I think anybody, everybody needs to understand. We are all being inconvenienced one way or another here. Yep. Okay? And, yeah, it sucks. But when you take what's looking to be hopefully a 14- to 30-day window of being inconvenienced, what we're trying to do to help out our fellow man is is it's a it's a it's a drop in the bucket the way that we get to live our lives on a year to year basis we've got life really fucking good in this country yep really good you want a six pack of beer you can go get a six pack of beer you want a cheesecake you can go get a cheesecake you want to go see a movie you can go see a movie you want to listen to our podcast you want to listen to our you podcast go right ahead. exactly <laughs> so i think i think that the fear is overhyped but the threat is not and what we're trying to do right now is we're basically we're basically building up our defense against an, an incoming invader. Right. It's no different. It's no different than you know the Civil War when you you built your forts or World War II where you. So everybody, take what you hear with not with a grain of salt, but don't just blindly follow what you're hearing. Do what you need to do to take care of the, your family and the people that you care about, and don't forget that there are other people out there that might need help. I got a couple of guys that work for me. They can't find any toilet paper. I I, um, I spotted them some toilet paper because I had some extra, and only because I buy the monster pack. Always because but, why? Because that we don't have to go to the stores often. To, yeah, and but I didn't buy six of them. So if you know somebody that's struggling, help them out. Be be that person, and yep. and, and that's going to make this a lot better. It was Let's, a perfectly good example. Was at Walmart. Obviously, the TP is gone. It's desolate. But um, me being the quick thinker that I am. Went over to the baby aisle, and there was a shelf that had a pretty fair amount of baby wipes in. Okay. So I, I, they were like two bucks and change a piece for just a standard box. I think it holds like sixty to eighty wipes. Um, I, I picked up four boxes, and I could, I could have emptied that shelf, especially there were two bucks a piece, but I didn't. I took four. Right. Because I'm not gonna be that guy. You know, there's probably there's babies out there that are going to need them. Unfortunately, I just bought the four as an emergency when our toilet paper runs out, which it's going to at some point. It looks like. Um, just don't be a dick. From what I understand, Amazon has set it up so that they've shut down a lot of their incoming shipments for non-essentials. Right. They have toilet paper, paper products, diapers, uh, hand sanitizers, soaps, uh, cleaning supplies. They are they are focused on getting that to their warehouses from their suppliers. Check Amazon on a daily basis. That's what I'm doing. There's toilet paper you can order from 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 them, but it's the sandpaper brand. You know what I mean? Hey, in, in an emergency, desperate times call for desperate. That's right. Measures. In an emergency, it, it, it is what it is. Um, you know what? I know that um, here, uh, a lot of the grocery stores are saying that if you want things like that, you need to be there when they open. That's a double-edged sword to tell everybody that. I drove by Publix up here on the corner the other morning. They were slammed at 8 o'clock. And oh, at yeah. Sam's Club, which is right up here on the corner, yep. the bit line to get in the building was as long as the building. That's insane. So That's just insane. I don't know if they have products or not. Um, just don't, don't, don't think that this is a, a, you know Walking Dead, the Walking Dead where everybody's going to die. Fuck. But... <laughs> prepare yourself and 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 act smart just just think about what you're doing and and don't 
There's no need to fuck over your fellow man in this situation. It's funny you should it's- say that, Greg, because I'm going to take us right out of this tailspin into into gloom and doom, and I'm going to give you some shit to do to keep yourself busy to have a smile on your face. Hell yes. So here we go. Here's some stuff that you can do during the corona apocalypse. <laughs> to keep your sanity and have a little fun. And you know what? Just make yourself laugh like I do on a daily basis. Number one, this is courtesy of the internet, of course. Hide a walkie-talkie in the bushes from your house to the mailbox and scream at people when they go by. All right. All right? I, I Okay. Number two, if you are breaking the social distancing rules and you're in an elevator, just randomly ask the person next to you, hey, did you fart? <laughs> Number three. Go to the pet store, find some bird seed, and ask the employee how long it's going to take for the bird to grow. Oh my god! I, 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 I that's I fantastic. Wish, I want I want to do some of these and just get the the reactions on video. I just think that's it would be fantastic. Great. Uh, find someone random on the street, show them your ID, and say, "Hey, have you seen this man?" <laughs> <laughs> Here's one of my favorites: make vanilla pudding. Put it in a mayonnaise jar, go to the park, and eat it. Yes. I have seen yep. that, and I want it's, to do that. Dude, and just the smile on your face when you're eating that vanilla pudding. Oh, it's, it's Or a grocery great. store. Grocery store would be great because, you know, there's going to be people around. Here's one that um, I'm going to do while we're doing this podcast, and then I just I can't wait to see what comes back. Text a random number. The eagle has landed. I repeat, the eagle has landed. Oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight, go through the McDonald's drive-thru and ask for a Happy Meal with extra happy. Number nine, freeze Mentos and ice cubes and put them in your family member's drink. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, right? Here's one that would also be a lot of fun. Follow joggers in the car and blast Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Epic. Let's see. Call Pizza Hut and ask them for the number to Domino's. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. This is a great one. When you see someone throw a coin into a fountain, lean in and tell them you wish that their wish doesn't come true, and then you throw a coin in. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Put a sign on the drive-thru that says, Speaker broken, please yell, sit back, and just watch an amusement. Oh, that's that's all. Uh, Yes. Go to the store with a buddy and have a high-five contest. Oh, let's see. Go up to a random stranger and just start telling them your life story. See how deep you get in. I don't need anybody committing suicide in front of me. Right. Uh, (laughs) Follow people around while drawing them on a piece of paper, and then when you're finished, give it to them. I hope they like stick figures. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would be amazing. This one would be a lot of fun. Sit at Starbucks and narrate the people going through the line. Like play-by-play? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is okay. It's a little lengthy, but it's worth it. Put up flyers with a friend or relative's number on it, saying that they are holding a Chewbacca impersonation contest and to call them with their best impression. The winner gets $25. That'd be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, this one we actually did in college outside of our dorm window. And it was, if you can imagine eight college guys laughing themselves silly, Put a dollar on a fishing line and fish for people from the sidewalk. So we attach the fishing line to a dot, and everybody's seen it before. You just tape the bottom of it with, like, some pretty strong tape. Yep. 
your buddy goes outside, pulls a dollar, throws it on the, we would do it when people were coming back from lunch, heading back to the dorm room. And our dorm room was ground level, underground level. So the ground was pretty much at your chest. And we would wait for people because when they come from the cafeteria to the dorm room, our dorm was at the entrance of the, of the courtyard. So it was perfect. Another thing, another thing we did is when people would walk by, um, you know, girls, of course, we would hold up scorecards. Seven, seven point five. Oh my god! Five, yeah, that, it was it was good stuff. How how often did you get the finger doing that? Oh, a few, a few. Last one, run up to a stranger and tag them and yell, "No, you're it. No tag backs. <laughs> no tag backs. Anti quitsies." So yeah, <laughs> um, that's. Oh wait, no. Here's the last one. Here's the last one, and this would be good at a Sam's. And I'm not telling you to do it, but if you do get it on video. Get five pigs and number them, but number them one, two, three, four, and six. Release all of them and sit back and watch them try to find number five. Oh, my God. (laughs) So there you go, kids. That's how to keep yourself busy during the corona apocalypse. Yeah. Um, You know, the thing that has actually... (coughs) Damn it, excuse me. The thing that has actually helped me with my sanity this week... Has been that little thing we like to call NFL free agency. Oh, it's been batshit crazy. Holy... Thankfully, thank you NFL finally for giving us yes. something positive. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me your takeaways to start with? Uh, well, as a Lions fan, it just seems like we just replace players to replace replace players. I I, I do, however, this time think that they upgraded players at their position. I hate the fact that they. Signed True Font and got rid of Slay. Uh, I think it's insane, but that just tells me right off the bat they're going to draft Akuda. They they had to get rid of Slay because uh, apparently him and Patricia's relationship was absolute garbage, um, uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and I and you know what? I'm not going to lay blame on either side. Apparently, they just it was just a misfire in the first season. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the stories was that Slay said that Mike, Matt Patricia told him that he wasn't an elite quarterback cornerback. And he said, well, but I'm training with Richard Sherman and, you know, Richard Sherman, he of the, I don't know how to guard somebody in the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and there was another one. And it, he said it just, it it pissed him off and Matt Patricia's garbage. So is he going to use that as an excuse why he had one of the worst years in his career last year? Maybe, yeah, because he didn't get along with the coach. But you know what? I had a lot of coaches tell me that I wasn't shit because they wanted me to work harder. You know, may, maybe maybe the motivate. Who knows? We weren't there. You know what you know what I mean. But you had at this point, even even other Lions players were saying, as much as we like him, he was a cancer in the in the locker yeah. room, and it got even worse after they traded Dig, uh, Diggs. But the way the NFL is shaping up and what's happened over the course of the past uh, what four or five days, um, it's like the league seems, for all intents and purposes, the Chiefs and everybody else. Like it's about as level of a playing field so far as. This is just my perception of it. Like it's, it's a wide open league now. So many places have new faces. Um, a lot of teams are going to look completely different next year. Um, you know, I was talking to Nick yesterday. The the Broncos, I think, are going to be one of those teams that turn it around overnight uh, with their signings. Um, yeah, they they signed uh, Melvin Gordon. They signed Melvin Gordon, and they Two have years, sixteen. They million. have Lindsey, um, who is one of the quietest, best running backs of the league last year. Mm-hmm. It's the league in general is going to be fun to watch. I think. I hope. You yeah. know. I I want to enjoy the NFL again. I I do, but free agency was a hell of a start. It was a great distraction. But man, 
a lot of people change teams, and it's it's going to be fun to watch. Well, we had talked about that, you know, with the quarterback thing, and we'll get to that in just a second. We have the we actually have our uh, contestants that uh, submitted their their picks. Um, obviously, the big one was Brady. Sure, first domino to fall, really. And well, that wasn't it, even official. Yeah, it was the. It, it, I mean, him saying on the first day of free agency that I'm not going back to the Patriots really opened up the floodgates for all the other quarterbacks. Right. That's when they started to fall. We got Philip Rivers going to Indianapolis. Surprised me only a one-year deal for $25 million. Doesn't surprise me with his age. I, I think it's – if it was his choice, I think it was smart. Let's just see how it goes. Um, to me, that instantly makes the Colts Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Because they were a solid team. If they pick up a couple wide receivers – good offense. Or, or if T.Y. Hilton stays healthy – uh, and with a good defense, too, yep. underrated defense. Um, but Brady going to Tampa, two-year contract, $50 million guaranteed. Can't trade, and Guar- they cannot tag him. Guaranteed, and he's got $9 million that he can reach in incentives. Does this make the the Buccaneers a Super Bowl or a playoff contender? Playoff contender instantly? I'm not sure about Super Bowl. But again, who knows? With it? I mean, right now, I don't think anybody's going to stack up against the Chiefs as far as being able to beat them, like to look at him and say, oh, yeah, they have definitely, you know, they can definitely beat them. I don't think anybody's there yet. Um, but, yeah, I'd say they're instantly a contender to win their division, go to the playoffs. They um, – this one was really weird for me because being from Tampa sure. and being a Bucks fan my whole life and being being a Patriots fan because, you know, marketing Angels family is all from Boston. Sure. I've been rooting for them for 25, 30 years, a long right. time. I don't know if I wanted Tom Brady here. Now, yeah. I'm not. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play. All you people out there that are hating on him, I don't give a shit what you say. Somebody says that was all about Belichick. Well, I guess we're going to see now, aren't yeah. we? Um, he, he, whether he was with the right organization or not, he statistically has has done what no other quarterback has ever done. I don't know if, as happy as I am to see him here. I don't know if that's the best thing for the Buccaneers organization because now what you've said is we have to win a Super Bowl in two years or we're really going to be kind of a pile of shit again. I see it a different way. You, you just trying to start a, tra- a tradition? Nope. Nope, not at all. I see them with the mentality in mind that, yes, for the next two years, we are going to chase the Super Bowl. We're going to do – we are all in for right now. Like, to, we're going to do the best we, – we, you brought in – the best quarterback to ever play this game. Yes, he's older. He's still better than ninety-five percent of the league. Yeah, and and not to cut you off, but don't act like last year he was the he was the problem. The abs- he, if if, he, it, if anybody there that was, says that doesn't know there football was zero at all. wide receivers, zero wide receiver separation, no tight end in the middle to throw to. The running game struggled. That that was not indicative of Brady. Correct. That and was that was a team that struggled. Agreed. What I think Tampa is hopefully going to do is draft a quarterback and you groom that quarterback for the next two years under him and there's your future like you're going all in now but you're still prepared to get someone that can take the reins over in the next two years if if he leaves if he plays a third whatever that time frame being who else would you want your young future quarterback to play behind and learn from? There's nobody than that Tom I would, Brady. Yeah, there's nobody that I would want to, to to learn from more. So by no means do I think it's two years or nothing, and then they're going to go back to being the worst team ever. I, I don't think that's happened because they don't live in Detroit. But we'll see. I I have said publicly, and we've had discussions about it about how I would have if I was the Bucks, 
I would have looked at the free agent market, but probably would have looked at trying to get Winston back on a two-year contract. Yes, he threw a lot of interceptions. Yes, he makes some stupid mistakes. I also feel like uh, his offensive line has been garbage. Mm-hmm. If that offensive line doesn't play better, Brady will be out by week three because he'll, he'll snap him in half. So I hope I hope that they I hope that they fix that. That's more than fair <laughs> as well. But I also think, and I've told you this before, and I've made this argument a few times. If you're a player, let's just say you are the starting linebacker for the pat for for the Bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. You had an okay year last year. Well, let's say you're a guard. You're, you're an offensive lineman. Now you're playing in front of Tom Brady. Don't you think that's going to boost your enthusiasm and your skill level up a little bit? Probably. Because now you know that if you don't, he's going to chew your ass off when you don't. Or if you make a stupid play or if you get him hurt. One of the things I love about Tom Brady, aside from being a Wolverine, if someone doesn't pull their weight on a, on a team, he is in their face. He straight up lets them know. Yep. He's about as close to a player coach as I think we'll ever see in modern day era. Yeah. Uh, because there's video, YouTube it. He will rip players' faces off, even, including Edelman. Even stud players. Yeah, when, when they, they make fuck a up or they do something wrong or they're loafing or they're doing anything wrong, his is the first snarling face you're going to see. And yeah. I love that about him. Any Philip Rivers, another great example. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't I, take any shit. I love quarterbacks. They're the team leaders. And I think that's what the Bucks have been missing. It's but hard. I think I will say that, that that they didn't get that from Jameis. Zero. They didn't get that from zero. Um, but I think that the the intangible, the the other stuff that you you don't, it's not on paper or anything like that. I just know that it, if I'm an offensive lineman, and now that number twelve is behind me, I you you will step your game up, or you just won't be there. Fair enough. So, and, and you know what? That's that's why we have these discussions. But I live here, and I hope that this works out, and I hope I have something fun to watch every Sunday to erase the four-hour diarrhea session that is my Detroit Lions. I Okay, I'll address the Lions. I think that the players they signed are massive upgrades at the positions that they signed them for. I will which agree is a big with deal. you, but I'll say I hope you're right. I, I and, and having been a Lions fan your whole life, I understand where you're coming from. I'm not mm-hmm. going to try and talk you out of it. Right. Uh, they signed three Patriots players that know that defense, and they signed three Patriots players that have played their best football in that system. Okay. So let's hope that that helps their defense out. Let's hope that they can maybe draft some O-linemen to protect Stafford. Yep. Let's go from there. The last question I have for you in free agency is, now that Brady has left the Patriots and uh, Rivers is in Indianapolis, uh, Tannehill re-signed with uh, Jacksonville or uh, with uh, t- Tennessee. Who's the who's the Patriots quarterback? Honestly, looking at the the way it is right now, I think it um, is fucking bad as this sounds. I think Andy Dalton is a very possibility, a very high possibility that he ends up in New England. Yep. And honestly, he'll probably do well. He probably will. They're going to have to get him some wide receivers. I have I see five people playing in, in New England next year. Mm-hmm. I see five starters. One is Dalton. Yep. Because he's it gonna, makes sense. He's going to go. Yep. They're paying him too much to sit on the bench behind Burroughs. Uh, the second is Winston. Yeah. Um, they have shown that they have the ability to take people that have some mental issues or whatnot and get the best out of them. You know, maybe he's a good stop back, uh, a stopgap quarterback. Third one is Cam Newton. Yep. Uh, listen, as a Patriots fan, I don't want to see Cam Newton in New England, but right. is what it is. The fourth one, to me, is Jacoby Brissett. 
That's another good one. Because the Colts are not going to pay Jacoby Brissett that monster contract to sit behind nope. Philip Rivers right now. They're not, they're not going to do it. They're going to cut him or they're going to get rid of him. Right. And the fifth one is uh, Stidham. Jared, yeah. Jared Stidham. Yep. I wouldn't rule out Fitzpatrick up there either. Because if Miami drafts Tua, like I think they are, right. they're not going to cut Rosen because Rosen's on a rookie deal. Right. Two is going to be their guy. There's no need to keep Fitz anymore. Who knows? Yeah. Um, to end up football, we did have our quarterback challenge. Yep. We actually had uh, four people enroll. Thank you. I was four. one of them. Four. Come on, guys. Step up your game. I, I didn't because I figured we're part of it. So, I, we, I mean. Well, I, I'm, I'm part of it. I can't win it, but right. I wanted to play. That That's the only reason I didn't do right. it. Uh, Calvin Houck. I don't know who you are, sir, but thank you for playing. Uh, from Fort Myers, I'm glad that you're listening. If you listen, thank you so much. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. Good for you. Jeremy Beebe, who is actually one of the guys that works for me, who loves football. I told him about it. He, he enrolled. Joe Stilwell, softball pitcher extraordinaire. And then me. Here's the crazy thing right now. Everybody has two right, except for Calvin. Uh, but everybody has at least three wrong. Except for Jeremy. He has two wrongs. It's crazy. It's it's up and down. And it's still anybody's game because we got different people that have picked different quarterbacks here. There was there's forty dollars uh from Sports Fanatics, uh fanatics.com up for grabs. So um right now the ones that are set in stone are the Bucks and Brady because of the contract that he signed. Nobody's gonna play quarterback there except except Brady. Ryan Tannehill for the Titans because of the the numbers that he signed, and Phillip Rivers for the for the Colts because He's, right. you're not, they're not going to pay him that. We still got a lot of other stuff up in the air. So um, at this point right now, we won't be able to know the winner until the draft, which is about, uh, what, four weeks away? Yep. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on it. And uh, again, guys, thank you very, very much for playing. Super duper. Yeah. So let's, uh, we had a couple other games that we were going to do, but I don't know how they're going to work out now. We were going to do a fantasy movie contest for the summer. Let's, yeah. let's see how the shutdown works out. That's over. Um, and I think that we're going to try and put together our own March Madness bracket. Uh, we're going to try and set something up here, so we're going to work on that this week. Yeah. Enter, please. Enter. Yeah, for it'll God be sakes, fun. You're not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So let's uh, take our first break and come back with a guest. I love it. Because I'm thirsty. Sounds good. Be back in a second. Hello there. Do you like movies but feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of titles available every week in the theaters and on streaming services? Do you struggle with justifying the increasing cost of movies at the theater or whether to pick up another streaming service? Well, I have a resource for you. One Movie Punch. Your movie review podcast for currently playing newly streaming classic and cult movies. One movie per day, every day. We track the theaters, streaming services, and the occasional physical release to find the best movies currently available. We watch every film, then distill it into a short three to five minute review and publish a daily podcast. And now with year two, we've gone spoiler free for all movies within the last three years and bringing on a team of reviewers with brand new perspectives and selections. Want more information? Head over to www.onemoviepunch.com to subscribe to the daily podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Movie Punch and Facebook at www.facebook.com slash One Movie Punch. We'll see you there. Okay, we are back. I know we said we were going to have a guest. We did have a guest, and it was awesome. And we talked for quite a while and had a lot of fun talking about um, 
the WrestleMania being canceled, the wrestling in general, uh, because his, his podcast is a wrestling podcast. Um, it's called Breaking Down the Ring. Uh, his, his name is Mike. And we are going to post it as a bonus extra episode because, I mean, it was what? 40, it was about 45 minutes 45 long. 45 minutes. And we know a lot of people out there aren't into wrestling, so we don't want to bore you with it. So it, it'll be a free it, – it's free – just where you get the there was this episode, it'll just be an extra episode that we kind of like the football episodes. Were. Yeah, and it, it was just a lot of fun, and he was uh, just just a cool guy to talk to about wrestling. <laughs> Listen, if you want to know whether Mikey from Breaking Down the Ring likes pancakes or waffles, you got to listen. Yeah, Greg, Greg put him through the ringer. <laughs> um, so yeah, just go ahead and go. And if you want, I mean, face it, you're going to have time. So. Check that extra website or that extra episode that we're going to put on there. Also, check out Mikey's website, breakingdownthering.com, and you, you you know just and follow it from there. But just a fun wrestling guy. Yeah, so. I, he was he was a great guest to have, and uh, apparently listens to our podcast. Yeah, so we didn't even know that. So that's look at that, fucking incredible. How about that, M- Mikey. When you listen to this, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a thousand times. Um, so yeah, how about some movie? Let's news? Let's do some movie news. You, you, you got 45 seconds? Can Boy, we spare I'm gonna tell the time? You what, man. It's, it's sad, man. Every time I walk by or drive by the AMC theater and I see that big-ass empty parking lot, it just it hurts. Yeah, that bitch is just closed down. It just hurts. Um, so, yeah, a couple things. You know, obviously the biggest thing that I think could be a new trend, even when things get back to the normal, is movies coming out on video on demand a lot earlier than people expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with Disney. They released Frozen Two on the app way faster than they were than they normally would have. Uh, there's some movies like you know Invisible Man, which is basically still in theaters. Mm-hmm. We watched that last night. Holy crap, is that a good movie? You liked it a that lot. That is a. I I'll say this. I loved that movie. I thought it was very good. It was a. There was a couple of things I had issues with. It was with. a way to go back to a just a good creepy borderline scary movie because. No blood, a little bit. The the things they did in it uh, to set the tense, the, the mood, were very good. Smart movie. It, uh, it was. I'll, I'll say that. The the beginning alone, Amy says, I don't know if I can watch this. The opening, when she's trying to sneak out of the house, she's like, tense, oh, right? shit, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this movie. It was good. But we enjoyed it. Susan and I went and saw it in theaters and enjoyed loved it. it. Absolutely loved it. Um, another one that I saw pop up is that there's a heavy rumor that Daredevil is going to show up in Spider-Man 3. And I pray that this is true. I would like... Man, I see... Okay. Both characters based in New York. Let's talk about Daredevil for a second. Um, I own the Daredevil movie. To be clear, we're talking about Netflix Daredevil. Okay, I know. But I own the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie. And I own it because for my birthday one year, when he was just a little guy, he was like seven. He, my son, bought me that movie for my birthday. Right. So I will never get rid of that that movie. Sure. I, I don't. It's on DVD. I, I, will, I will. In fifty years, I did not think Daredevil was that bad. I will agree with you to the day I die. I thought there were some things in it that were kind of dumb, and there were they over. But I didn't think it was that bad. But when they brought Daredevil back on Netflix, I was like, okay, this is the shit. Um, the fact that Netflix decided to not continue with it, I, I guess, um, they need Daredevil on the on the big screen because he is a great character. Yes, and he is a deep character. Mm-hmm. He is involved in a lot of shit in the comic book universe. Yep, and it's uh, when I saw that, I'm like, God, this is a way that they Marvel can finally intertwine their Netflix characters into the movies, which. 
let's be honest. I, I, I will probably give my kidney for a Punisher movie. <sighs> Barenthal was with Barenthal so good as the as... Punisher. We, I, I'm thankfully we got two seasons, two great seasons. But those Netflix characters. Need kind, need to be used. I kind of got three of the Punisher because he was really heavy in season two of Daredevil. Correct, and I I'm not going to say that they're all should be lead characters by any means, but Punisher and Daredevil specifically should be used in the Marvel universe and in in the movies. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was a cool rumor. I hope it's true. I really do. But the big one that really got the blood flowing in the fun area, Rosario Dawson was caught was cast as Ahsoka Tano in the new. Mandalorian season two. I know you haven't seen all the Rebels yet or uh, Clone Wars or any of that stuff yet, but Ahsoka is a massively popular character. Sounds like I'll have some time next week. Um, I just I love this news. I, I I absolutely love it. We were talking about that yesterday, and of course I was being you know the guy with the baseball bat hitting the hornet's nest. Of course, trying to be funny, just because. And I and you know what? It you didn't knew, even you, affect me because I knew it. it. You I knew it. it. Uh, you know what? I like Rosario Dawson. I, I I like I said she was really good in White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> I said that for Richard's benefit because <laughs> he loves Rosie Perez yeah. so much. Uh, I think that what she's what she's been, always been in, she's very capable actress. Uh, I don't have any issues with it. Some people are like, uh, "This is what I said to you." And I'll say it again. After what Mandalorian did in the first season, they get a Marvel pass from me. Uh, completely, I agree. am on board with what they do until I watch it and go, "That was fucking garbage." It's like I'm going to trust you until you give me a reason not to. Exactly, it, it's exactly what it is. Yep. But. Um, the fact that they're introducing a legitimate Jedi on the show, um, I Dylan lo- loves the idea too. He's uh, he's oh he's just asking for lightsabers. That, that that's all he wants. Well, he he we he's, need to, he's going to get it. Knights of the Old Republic is what we would like. And I still I still think we're going to get that movie one day whenever when things go back to normal. But um, my we, favorite Rosario Dawson movie is Clerks Two. She's the main it's, part of that movie, and very good. She, she's fantastic. She was really good in the the Defenders, and she was really good in the Rundown too. Yeah, so um, she's 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 an accomplished actress. But that's all I got. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's being released streaming right now. Uh, Onward is coming out. Uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus, I think, April third. Yeah, so um, a lot a lot of stuff. Uh, pay attention. I think almost everything that they're releasing out there's on iTunes and Amazon Prime. Voodoo. Uh, but it's not for rent. It's to buy. It's so to it's buy. like 20 bucks a pop. But, I mean, you're right. They're, the cancellations for movies that they've pushed back and they're not doing right now is is huge. It's um, and, and hopefully it's a new trend. I mean, because there's some movie. Of, of course, I'm going to go see it in a movie theater no matter what. Black Widow is a good example. If, that, if Black Widow, say, were to come out next weekend, I think it would be amazing. Now, let's say two months from now, they re-release it in theaters. You bet your ass I'm going to see that in the theater in, in Dolby. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're not going to lose money for me. It's, right. you know, the people that say, well, I'd rather watch it at home anyway. And that's, you know. Well, I think they've got Bloodshot on streaming now, too, as well. Bloodshot? I mean, that, that comes out Tuesday. It does? Okay. In, in fuck you movie companies, why would you release it on a Tuesday knowing full well we're stuck in our homes on a Friday? Release it yesterday, for God's sakes. Yeah, maybe the ability to get the contract signed or something. Who knows? But I'll be home next weekend, too, it looks like. So, I mean, it it works. But, yeah, if this trend happens, I'm okay with it. But I understand the financial reasons that it may not. But we'll see. I want want them to – this is what I don't like. What they're doing is – I understand why they're doing it, and I'm okay with that. Uh, But they're also – it's also a little self-serving as well because they they know they're losing money. They want to make money. 
they're giving people the opportunity to watch these movies at home. So it's it's I I'll argue for, I'll argue against, and I'll believe both sides. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with the tech. It doesn't upset me. What I don't like is maybe I don't want to buy it. Maybe I don't want to spend twenty bucks. I haven't seen this movie yet. I don't know if this movie's any good. Right. How about how about a give me a seven dollar option. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, once a movie comes out and you can rent it, typically on Amazon, it's usually three ninety nine or four ninety nine, something along those lines. Yeah, I agree. But but at this point now, you're charged. It's it's twenty bucks. I, I that's that's a lot, especially since I'm not working apparently. <laughs> but give me give me a five dollar or an eight dollar or something, and give me the forty eight hours to watch it. You're going to get more people that are going to do it at that point. Yeah. But but. Uh, for the last time in a while, probably I got the box office numbers from last weekend. Really, the box office was down fifty percent last weekend. Is that because it was closed? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, number three was that I still believe movie, which is another movie that's on uh, streaming. It's right coming. Now. It's coming out um, soon. Yep. Uh, I guess that's the one about the Christian uh, uh, rock singer, whatever his kind of his autobiography, something like that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I I don't know much about it, but I, I know that it's. Yeah, it's just another example of one that's coming out early. It did nine point one zero three million, which is pretty yeah. decent for a movie that I hadn't heard of. Right, Bloodshot uh, was number two. It did nine point one seven six million, and Onward was number one with uh, ten point six zero one million. Also coming out really yeah. soon. Yeah, like, uh, it's like... available now. It'll be on Disney Plus at March third or April third. Crazy. Yeah, uh, it's done sixty million, which is extremely underwhelming for a Disney uh, or for a Pixar movie. But to be but fair, to be fair. It it got its balls cut off uh, like a week after release. It did, but you know it it didn't open very big either. It right. only did like a ten million dollar weekend. And you know what? I hadn't thought about it, but Susan said, "You know what? They overmarketed that." And I said, "Yeah, you know they've been pushing that movie for a year." Yeah. So I remember when the first tr- me too teasers came out. Me too. I was like, "What is this?" Gotcha. So yeah. Hey, um, you want to play a game? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> okay. When don't I? So we always have that discussion about. Uh, how come the big box office movies never win Academy Awards? Yeah. Right? Uh, so what I did was I went back starting in 1972, and I went in uh, basically what I did since it's an election years. I did the election years, so 72, 76, 80, 84, 88. Okay. And I have the biggest movie at the box office that year, and the movie that won Best Picture for that year. Well, this and, ought to be depressing. No, actually, you're going to be. I was surprised. Um, and we're going to talk about money and then the Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. Okay? So 1972, the best movie, uh, the biggest box office movie was The Poseidon Adventure. Wow, okay. Okay? Um, and the best picture was The Godfather. Okay. Okay. The Poseidon Adventure made $93 million. Wow. The Godfather made $81.5 million. Which one has the higher Rotten Tomatoes score? I'm just gonna guess Godfather because everyone loves this movie. Yeah, it well, it, it everybody calls it a perfect movie. It got a 98. Okay. What do you think Poseidon Adventure got? Uh, Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun adventure movie, disaster movie. I guess you could call it. I'm gonna say 72. Close, 79. No shit. Yeah. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Um, but the the dollar amounts really weren't that far off. Right. So. That's what you're. That's surprisingly. That's what you're going to see here. I was surprised. 1976. The number one movie at the box office was Rocky. Okay. Did 117.2 million dollars. The winner of Best Picture was Rocky. 
Which one got a higher Rotten Tomatoes score? <laughs> oh, it's Rocky. Oh, my God. You're so smart. Because you know what? Rocky wasn't as good as the other one. Rocky wasn't as good as Rocky. You're right. Right. Well, the one was a precursor to Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> and one was, uh, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score was for Rocky? Uh, 84. It's high. Is it? The score is high. 98. 94. 94. 94. Wow. Deservedly so. Yep. 1980, biggest box office movie was The Empire Strikes Back, $209.3 million. Best picture winner was Ordinary People. Mary Tyler Moore, Donald Sutherland, it's, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never seen it. It really? did fifty. It did $54.7 million. And that's what got Best Picture. That won Best Picture. Over Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Which one do you think got a higher Rotten Tomato score? I'm going to vomit right now. Uh, well, of course... <laughs> Of course, the Oscars one's got a higher score. No. Really? Empire Strikes Back has a 94. Ordinary People got an 88. Okay. But but it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck off, Oscars. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, whatever. 1984 was Ghostbusters. Biggest box office, $229.2 million. Yes. And the Best Picture winner was Amadeus. Back it won, off, man. It won. scientist. <laughs> Are you currently menstruating right now? <laughs> the Best Picture winner was Amadeus. It did $51.9 million. Which one had the higher Rotten Tomato score? Uh, Should it be Ghostbusters? It should be Ghostbusters. Should have the highest score. It is Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters got a 97. As it should have. A 97. Amadeus had a 93. Okay. So, ironically, what we're finding here is that lots of times the biggest movie of the year has kind of been received better than the best, Best Picture winner. Yes. That, that was in the 80s. Things kind of changed in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. 1988, the biggest box office was Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Okay. $156.4 million. Now, if you notice, that's $70 million less than Ghostbusters from the year before. Right. The best picture was Rain Man. Hmm. Now, in 1988, Rain Man only made $33.2 million, but that's because it was released on uh, December 16th. Okay. Overall, it made $172 million. So it made more than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But mm-hmm. because of the way that the association does it, the, the year for the pictures runs from the first Sunday of the year to the last Sunday of the year okay. so that they get the same number of weekends. Uh, Rain Man, 172 overall, $33.2 for that year. What do you think had the higher Rotten Tomato score, Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Rain Man? Roger Rabbit. 97. Yeah. Great movie. Rain Man was a 90. Yeah. Also a great movie. Yeah, it was. 1992. Here we go. Batman Returns, $162.8 million. So think about that. Batman Returns in 1992, $162 million. Ghostbusters in 1984, $229 million. Batman Returns made $168 million. Or $162 million. Uh, the best picture that year was Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. It made $23 million in excuse me it made 75 million in 92 overall it made 101 million fun fact about the unforgiven it was released on august 7th of 1992 and its last day in theaters was july 7th of 1993 it was wow. in the theaters for 11 months wow which one had the higher score unforgiven oh yeah 96 yeah, yeah for sure batman returns had a 73 yeah <laughs> i can see that did you like that movie yes you did yes 
Like to the point that you would buy it and watch it over and over? Wait, which one are we talking Batman about? Batman Returns. No, because it's on cable all the time. <laughs> Will you watch it? Do you watch it yeah. over and over? Oh, you yeah. Do? It's Michelle That's, Pfeiffer. I know, but that, you know what? In I, leather. I just hated the the backstory of that movie. I, I, I mean, it was, yeah. Danny DeVito was good in it, but I'm like, really? He's really. They could have cut out the backstory and just left it blank. Yeah. And it, it and I would. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, it's it to me, it still holds up. Christopher Fair Walken. Enough. He was really good in it. Come on. When he says, "I I gotta go now." Yeah. <laughs> 1996 Independence Day, 306 million dollars. The Best Picture winner was The English Patient. It did 23 million in, in 1996, but it did 78 million overall. Higher score. English Patient, sadly. 85. Yep. Independence Day got a 65. Eat a dick, Rotten Tomatoes. From the critics, a 65. Really? Yeah. Anytime you say critics, you should legally be forced to use air quotes. (laughs) Sorry, Colby. The 2000. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, $260 million. The uh, box office best picture was Gladiator. Oh. $187.7 million. Now, fun fact, Gladiator was number three at the box office that year. The Grinch was number one. Higher score. Gladiator. What do you think it was? 92. 76. For Gladiator? That was the lowest score by far for the best picture winners. Grinch was 50. That makes no sense. None. For either of them scores make zero sense. Grinch is now a staple of the Christmas movies. It is. It is. There were a handful of things about the Grinch that were wrong, but it's it's not for 50. All right, just uh, just four more. Shrek 2, 2004, $441.2 million. My God. Best Picture winner, Million Dollar Baby. Did $11 million in 2004 because it was released December 15th. Overall, it did $100.4 million. Higher score. Shrek. Wrong. <laughs> Shrek got an 89. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's, yeah. Million Dollar Baby, 91. Because she tripped on a stool and killed herself? I guess. Sure. Spoiler, sorry. I, right? <clears throat> another another best picture starring uh, Clint Eastwood, starring and directed by. Yeah. 2008, The Dark Knight, $533.3 million. Best picture, Slumdog Millionaire. Fuck off made with that. Made $141.3 million. Uh, overall, it made $22 million that year because it was released December 12th. Higher score. I'm saying Dark Knight because anything other than that is just wrong. 94. Yeah. Dark Knight was a 94. Slumdog Millionaire, 91. Yeah. 2012, one of my personal favorites, Marvel's The Avengers. Yep. $623.3 million. Best picture, Argo. Made $108 million in 2012, made 136 overall. Higher score. Argo, because Ni- it was a true story. 96. Yeah. The Avengers got a 92. Yeah. One more. 2016, box office, Finding Dory was $486.2 million. Best picture was Moonlight. Twenty-seven point eight million. Now, I've heard of this movie, and I, I will not watch it because I've heard a lot of people say they've seen it, Moonlight, and that's a great movie, but it is utterly depressing. Yeah, right away I'm out. Hi- highest score. Which one had a higher score? Dory. No. What? Dory had ninety-four. Moonlight had a ninety-eight. Sure. Now, we talk about it, and we don't get it. Why the best movies, the, the best movies are never the biggest at the box office. And yet a lot of these that won Best Picture were huge at the box office. But their scores overall are typically lower or right at where the big movie winners are. I So I what what the hell, man? Fun fact I found out. Moral of the story. Don't watch the Oscars. 
fun fact I found out. Do you know what the number four movie at the box office in 1972 was? In what year? 1972. Uh, no, because I was born in 73. Deep Throat. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. A porn was the number four movie at the box office in 1972. Wow. That's a lot of fun, right? That's, Yeah. So some trivia for you this week. Yeah. I want to do the movie of trivia. So yeah, Ch- choke on that fact. Choke on that fact. Swallow, spit, don't swallow. <laughs> In the movie Stripes, at the beginning scene where he's loading up the fat ladies, the angry ladies uh, stuff, Yep. and he hits himself in the nuts mm-hmm. with, the, with the suitcase, he's like, oh, my balls. That was an accident. That, hey. was, that was not in the script. Yeah, I, I can't guess it because you already told me. No, no, I'm just trying to throw trivia out there for everybody since we don't have have a box office. Uh, Also in Stripes, the entire scene where they all sit around telling each other's stories, Mm -hmm. their backstories, it was 100% improvised. By everybody. Everybody made their stuff up, including the Calm Down Lee Harvey and the Hulk as the Big Toe. There's a scene that they shot where the the actor who played Hulk was laughing at the story, and they went to reshoot it. And they couldn't get him to stop laughing. He kept laughing at the story, so they left it. There's a scene where they actually show him kind of dip his head and cover his mouth up. Right. That was not scripted. All right, tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Hulka. Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies. Let's get to our list. Let's do our list. Now, I have a fun little addition to our list. I'm in. Because this episode was suggested by the one and only Dylan, uh, my kid. So I'm like, fuck, all right, let, let's do it. So, yeah, I've got a couple submissions from him. Okay. Um, but, yeah, th- this was fun because it was there was a lot of my... Th- I based my list on movies that don't get enough credit. Uh, that's what I did, too, which, th- in my you know, opinion. underrated. So, yeah, they, I mean, there's probably people out there that like these movies that I have, but there's probably more that don't or just... They just aren't recognized for being better than what they were perceived to be. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I made a list. Let's see. Two, four, six, eight, ten... 12. I had 14 movies that I wrote down. Wow. And then what I did was I went and looked at their Rotten Tomato score for fans and critics and said, you know what? I'll find out which ones I really like and which ones get shit on. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out the movies that I thought were underrated were all really, really, really appreciated, apparently, because they all had scores in the 80s and the 90s. No surprise there. <laughs> but I did come, I did have five. Uh, actually, I had six that were just crapped on that I thought were significantly better than what people thought they okay. were. So. When I, what's Dylan's? Dylan's, he's got three. Okay. Uh, the first one, and he said that I have absolutely have to watch this this weekend, and that's Baby Driver. Oh, man, I've heard this movie is so good. I've never seen it. Um, I've seen clips here and there, but he's like, Dad, how have you not seen this movie? So I'm literally, I, that's going to be on my list for this weekend or the upcoming that's, um, weeks at home. Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the director, I can't remember. But he does the he did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and uh, World's End. Simon Pegg. No, uh, the, the director. Oh, the director guy. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. I just can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, me either. It'll come to me. Eventually. Uh, the other one is a Netflix movie with uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, The Highwaymen, and I can't remember who else was in it. But uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Um, That's about the two FBI or federal agents that are looking for Bonnie yes. and Clyde. He loved that movie. I heard it was really good, but it was super slow. Yeah, it's which I'm okay with. If it's a slow if movie, it's, if it's it, good, hey, if absolutely. it's slow but it's good, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, he he he. I remember when he watched it. I'm like, you watched what? And he loved it. Absolutely loved it. 
And the other one, he, I, <clears throat> I know he's got this on there, and I, he's been making this argument with me for years, but it's the Star Wars prequels. Okay. That, that, that's his Star Wars. Lightsabers everywhere, the Force, everything. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Understood. You know what? I, we've talked about it before. I don't, I, I, I don't hate them, but they, I think they probably are a little bit better than they get credit for. I will put an asterisk on that. Revenge of the Sith, I think, is massively underrated. Re- that's definitely my favorite. Without a doubt. Definitely my favorite of the three. Uh, yes. Um, I, there, are, there are scenes and parts of Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones, that mm. I like better than some of even like the second, the yep. third three. But overall, you know, there were things that were de- detracted from it. Yes. And the fact that this new season of Clone Wars that is, that's currently coming out every Friday will intertwine with Order 66. That's what we were talking about last week. I'm very excited. And I'm curious as hell how they're going to do this. Very excited. Yep. All right, I'll give you my number five. Go. My number five is a little movie called Grandma's Boy. Mm. Wow. That's, you know, good for you. You liked it? I. You didn't like it? The, no, please. I bought this the day it came out. Right? <laughs> um, Amy and I watched this when I first got it and laughed so hard when he went to pull the hot food out of the stove and he's grabbing stuff out of the fridge. Oh, there you are. Like, oh, I don't know what you are, but I'm going to fucking eat you. Yeah. We were just, I had to rewind it and pause it. We were laughing so hard at this movie. There are so many things in this movie that are just stupid one-liner jokes, but they're so good. I'll take you, I'll do you one better. I will say this is Adam Sandler's best movie and he's not even in it. Ooh. That's hard for me. Dude, Billy yeah. Madison, Happy Gilmore. Those it are... is, but Grandma's Boy, start to finish. So good. It, it's Yes. Now, the reason, the reason that I put this on my list, that I picked it out of the 14, was because, do you know what? It's, it, it's Rotten Tomatoes score is a freaking 16 from the critics. Good. Do you know what the audience score was? 72. 85. Well, there you go. Perfect. There you go. Because I freaking love this movie. Yes. And there's a lot of people out there that go, what? Which, what movie? Was this movie ever in the theaters? Um, I don't ever remember it coming out. I heard about this movie after the fact from somebody like, you haven't seen that? I'm like, I've never even heard of it. I don't know if it was in theaters. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Yep. I'll look it up. I'll have an answer for you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Good deal. Uh, Your my, number five. My number five, massive, massive box office flop, but to not to be blamed on the, on the movie itself, John Carter of Mars. Oh, what a horrible marketing program that had. Disney shit the bed marketing this movie. They did not shit the bed making this movie. Um, it's on Netflix, so it's a it's a free watch. If you want to just pull it up on Netflix and watch it, I went to see this in the theater with Morgan, and she loved it. I loved it. It's a fun movie, and it was borderline kind of a Star Wars-like movie, but in a different way. It's a very large series of books. It's one of the oldest... I mean, the the book's, what, over 100 years old? Something like that, yeah. It's crazy. Um, John Carter of Mars is a f- fantastic movie. Fair enough. And you yeah. know what? I've I've decided that I want to watch it at some point, and whenever it comes time for me to try and find something to watch, Good news. I always forget about it's it. It's on Netflix. Boom. There you go. Probably have some time this week. Okay, so to answer our question, Grandma's Boy was released in the theaters January 6th of 2006. Uh, its domestic gross was just over $6 million. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, my number four is a little Marky Mark Wahlberg vehicle called Shooter. Oh, yeah. I liked this movie. To also bring up 
Dylan again loves the series. He binge watched the shit out of oh, that. Oh, that's show. right. That they yes. did make a series out yep. of it. Also on um, Netflix. I watched this just because I think I was in Philadelphia uh, back when doing some work, and I was just I had nothing to do on a Saturday. Right. And I went and rented some movies, and this was there, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yep. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I own it. Yep. Uh, it got a 47 Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> it got an 80 audience score. Um, sometimes, like you said, just relax and enjoy the movie and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen this, it's it's fun. Yep. It's, it's just it's just a nice action movie that's got some value. Uh, just this is not Mile Twenty Two, also one of Mark Wahlberg's movies that is. I, I don't have it on my list, but now I think about it, it probably should. Which one showed. is that one? It's the one where he's got his special like behind the scenes team. Um, military tree. That's right. That's right. Maggie okay. from The Walking Dead's in it. Uh, it's right. called Mile Twenty Two. It's it's a great movie. Uh, gotcha. My, my number four Saw the original, the first one. Okay. A lot of people think Saw, and they think just oh ridiculous blood and guts. It's got a little bit, but it's not a horror movie. It's a thriller. It, it's the storyline, what's going on. You know, the two guys chained in the dingy looking laundry room type thing. It, it's a mess with your head movie more than anything. To be fair, there are movies that are gore fests, and there are movies that are suspense, and there are movies that are horror movies. Yes. Like Halloween is a suspense horror. Correct. It's not a gore fest. This one is right along that line. There's a couple scenes that, you know, the traps obviously are meant to be that way, but the movie itself, for me to this day, probably has one of the best finales because you don't see it coming. Of of any movie, and it was it, I put it up there with uh, Unusual Suspects. It like holy sh- that just happened. It, it's it's that good. Nice. So that's my number four. Cool. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three is Fifty First Dates. Also a great movie. I think this movie is severely underappreciated. Yep. Everybody's like, oh, Adam Sandler in a romantic comedy. First of all, Drew Barrymore. Shit, I have to take back my best Adam Sandler movie comment. Second of all, Drew Barrymore. Yep. Third, Drew Barrymore. Yep, and don't forget Drew Barrymore. And and Drew Barrymore was in it somewhere, too. Uh, Okay, so this made my list because it's Rotten Tomatoes scores of 45. The thing that surprised me was the, the, the fan score was only a 65. I thought this movie was very funny in an endearing way. I thought that movie, I think that one is one of those movies that aged better. Yeah. The longer it was out, the more people so like, okay, th- this is good. Everybody gives Adam Sandler shit because he just has his friends in his movies. But you know what? Most of his friends that he has in his movies play the roles that he gives them great. The old guy, is like from the water boy, the him on on. Yep. He he is excellent as Drew Barrymore's father in this. The coach and grown ups. Yep. And yeah, he is. <clears throat> yep. We were just watching it last night. And and the uh Sean Austin as the brother, mm-hmm. he is fucking hysterical in that movie. It, I thoroughly we I remember the first time I saw this movie I watched this movie with my parents. Uh, it was in 2004 when we were out of power with the hurricanes, and Dad had a generator and I was over there because I lived across the street from him, so we were all together. And they put the generator on and we watched a movie that night and we watched we watched this. I laughed my ass off. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll have to amend my statement. My favorite Adam Sandler dumb comedy is Grandma's Boy, but my favorite Adam Sandler movie is Blended, without a doubt. I have never seen that. You have never to. seen nope. Blended. Nope. It's it, like I said. It's his best. It's his best overall movie. If you get away from the dumb comedies, which we love, but Blended is incredible. All right, that's the one with Jennifer Aniston. No, 
Drew that's Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. That's right. That's one where they go. Uh, and it's got Drew Barrymore. Africa. Yes. Okay. Good um, enough. Yep. My number three is this little indie film called Batman versus Superman, the extended edition. Okay. I, I people love 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 to shit on this movie. And I kind of did it first, too, until I watched the extended version, which I still have on my Voodoo account. Voodoo's awesome. Digital copies of stuff. It, it's, it's a different movie. And that's why, to this day, I would donate my foot to watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Because all accounts, it's a completely different and a way better movie. And it's damn near four hours long. Um, but Batman vs. Superman, the extended edition, is a completely better movie than the original and people just for they, they just love to shit on Zack Snyder because of it but the original cut that we were meant to see is better okay that's all I mean because I mean you can defend some well, people are going to hate it regardless yeah I, I mean it's just a better movie I, I didn't think it was that good but I mm-hmm. think it was because I was severely disappointed in what happened I'll be yep. fair I have not watched it more than once I might appreciate it more if I watched it a second time I also don't understand, and we've had this discussion before, people probably get tired of hearing us beat the dead horse. Why do the studios not allow the directors to put their cut of the movie out there? I'll never understand You hire a guy, and you pay him a bajillion dollars to direct this movie because he is Zack Snyder. And then you're like, you know what? We're going to cut that. We're going to take that out. I just, I'll I'll never understand it. Could you imagine having, like, let's just say a world-renowned chef come into your house and he brings into the house a three-pound ribeye, the, the the perfect steak. But your landlord says, no, you can only get a little piece of that steak and I'm going to throw in some potato salad with raisins and that that's going to be your meal. Well, I was going to balk at the potato salad, but once you said raisins, you <laughs> well, had See, me. there you go. I, I'll never understand why we don't get to see the versions of the movies that were originally put together. I, I just don't. I hate it. It's To me, it's stupid. That blows my mind. But whatever. Uh, my number two is a movie that I've been asking Richard to watch for turn. the past four years. It's my turn. You just did Batman. I'm just, bl- I'm just p- pumping up my guest. <laughs> I'm building tension. What's your number two? I, I hope I didn't steal one of yours here because I firmly believe that this is movie. is It's one of my favorite movies, and it's it's nobody has seemed to have seen it. And that's Battle of Los Angeles. It's not on my list, but it's it's it was in my whittle down list. This movie is so much fun and so good. I own the Steelbook Blu-ray. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, it got a thirty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the thing I don't understand is they got a forty-eight a forty-eight from the fans. I don't I don't get that because this movie was it was it's hard to say that an alien movie is realistic, but it was realistic and yet fun and yet. Here you go. Good. You want me to, to describe this movie I the perfect do. way? I do. Settle down, because I'm going to paint a picture. Oh, my God. I love it, Mr. Ross. Saving Private Ryan goes out on a date with Independence Day. They have a good time. They have some drinks. They throw some back. And they just <laughs> go at it like teenagers. Okay? And then they spit out a baby a year later. It's Battle of Los Angeles. True. You take Saving Private Ryan, and you take Independence Day, and you mush those together, you've got Battle of, Battle of Los Angeles. And it's amazing. You're right. It's true. You're. Pff. I I know, I know. It's hey, Greg. That's what I do. <laughs> now, just out of curiosity, you said a year later they spit out the baby. Is that because like it took it time was to conceived make. in Ohio and it takes longer to? No, no. Because if if it was made in Ohio, it would have been. 
Battleground Earth or, or whatever it would have been. Oh, Battlefield Earth? It needed time to grow. To incubate. Yes. It's it's I, I will say that's also a perfect movie. Battle Los Angeles? Yes. It's damn close. Absolutely. All right. So now back, you're number back two. Back to my number two. Richard, I hope you're listening. It's Aquaman? Tron Legacy. Oh, Tron Legacy. I haven't uh, seen this yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. If there's a movie right now that I could go back and see in Dolby again, it's Battle, or Battle Los Angeles. See how good that movie was? It's yes. Tron Legacy. Uh, the It's an actual sequel to the original Tron, and it's the music is all... I can't remember the name of the music people that did it, but they... Oh, uh, the, the DJs that yes, wear masks uh, and all that stuff. They do the entire soundtrack start to finish, um, like Queen did with Flash Gordon. But it's visually, the music, the story, the fact that you get to see um, the dude, Lebowski, Jeff Bridges, play almost that character, but in a Tron movie. It's, it's, fan- it's just great. It's killing me, the name of that group. It's, a two, it's two words. Yeah. Damn it. I'll look it up. All right. Fact, I'll look it up I, while you're you know, doing your next one. And I, I do. I, I, I want to see it. I just wrote it down because we're going to have some time here in the next couple weeks. And I think it's on Disney Plus right now. Yep, it is. Having said that, you know what I remembered that I need to watch since when you said Tron Legacy? Yep. The Black Hole. Yeah, I started watching it. Um, Hold up. A, a, a little bit. Yeah, I need more time to watch. Like something came up. It's not like I turned it off because like this is trash. Like I, as, as a kid, I loved Maximilian the Robot. I remember going and seeing that with my dad. I like Bob. I always like Bob better. Uh, but like the, the little short R two D two, Max Main was scary as shit. <sighs> yes, it absolutely was. Um, yeah, I'm, st- I'm so Daft Punk. Daft Punk. There, there it is. is. I knew it had a D in it. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. So my number one is a movie that I have loved from the moment that I saw it, and I have probably seen it a uh, hundred times. Its Rotten Tomatoes score was an eleven. Really? Its fan score was a sixty three. Okay. Joe Dirt. Oh, don't try and French it up. It's, it's not Dear Tay. I, everybody that I talk to loves this movie. Does this look queer? Does this look clear? <laughs> queer? Large in charge looking for chickies. <laughs> i kind of a David Spade fan anyway. Absolutely. And I there, there's nothing wrong with this movie. You ever watch his new talk show on Comedy Central? It's good. It's, it's, it's entertaining it's as hell. It's very good. It's it's some of the best David Spade you're ever going to get because it's David Spade. I I agree. I I probably everybody listening to us has seen this movie and no and it just I feel like nobody ever talks about it or, or no, hey you remember in Joe Dirt remember no, nobody ever does that to me. One of my favorite underlying things in Joe Dirt is Dennis Miller just making fun of Joe oh. Dirt low key throughout the entire story. So good. Yes. Dennis Miller was one of my all-time favorite dudes. I, too. I'm, I, people are going to hate me for it. I loved it when he was on Monday Night Football. Oh God, it was it was funny, wasn't it? I remember the funniest thing I've ever heard on Monday Night Football was him going, "Holy cow, look at him ventriculate down the field" or something like that. And and uh, Dan Fouts goes, "I don't know about ventriculating, but he sure can run fast." <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, it was an experiment that went wrong, but man, I had fun with it while it was there. Yeah. Super good. Joe Dirt only made $27 million in theaters. All right. Which isn't that great, but... Eh. Hey, hey, Joe Dirt is like fine wine. It made it, $8 million of that opening weekend. <laughs> it got better the longer it was around. Yes, it did. And it's still worth watching. Uh, every day. Kid Rock's in it, for God's sakes. Right. Come on. When he's reading that letter... Yes. He's, I am going to tell you. So X-O-X-O. funny. XOXO. <laughs> so good. Well, that was a fun list. 
What's your number one? My number one? With, I, I didn't even have to think about my number one. I had to think about two through five. Okay. It's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. That the one with the uh, old boy from Sons of Anarchy? Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Jude Law. Um, saw this at the theater once and was so blown away by the movie itself because of the music and everything that's in it. I went back and saw it again, and then I took Dylan to see it. He fu- he just he loved it. Actually dragged Richard and Anne out to see it. They liked it. Um, To this day, and I got a funny story about this movie that happened just the other day. Um, I can watch it over and over. It's it's if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, He always makes movies a certain way. The music in this movie is on my workout list for the gym. Put it that way. Like it it's it's awesome. A lot of heavy drums and a lot of cool music and stuff in it. The uh, the story I thought was great. I know King Arthur's been done a million times, and it's probably why it bombed at the box office. Charlie Hunnam gets a bad rap for some reason as being his movies just generally don't do well. Pacific Rim, I thought he was awesome in. I thought Pacific Rim was good. Pacific Rim was a blast. The, it the, was just fun. The the sequel was not as good, but the, the robots and monsters, bro. Exactly, kaiju's man. Let's go, Godzilla. Um, but anyway, I I love this movie so. Doing this list or thinking about this, I'm like, God, I, you know, this is one of those rare movies that, okay, I want the Blu-ray. Had to make a trip to Walmart anyway for some shit paper and try to, you know, hunt for stuff. It's like, you know what? I'm going to stop over by the movie. It can't be much. Walmart's got a pretty decent sized movie section. So I'm scouring every, like, it's got to be here. It's just got to be. So. I'm looking basically after about 15 to 20 minutes of looking through all these shelves, I give up. I'm like, I cannot believe because I can't Amazon. You can't order it because they're all shut down. They're not delivering non-essential items. So I'm like, I'm screwed. So I passed the $5 bin. It's right there on the top. Nice. It was like the sword stuck in the stone. And I pulled it out of the $5 bin like I just won Christmas. Like I was so happy. It was five bucks. Nice. And I've got it on Blu-ray now. And it's and I'm. I'm going to watch the shit out of this movie over the next quarantine month or however long we're, we're looking at. But I, I love the movie. And I, I would recommend that you watch that movie probably as my next movie for you because it's that good. Okay. I, I, I got no problem watching it. In fact, I just put it down here on the list. Yeah. I, now, I do want to say uh, I, I'm, I'm under the impression that this was the movie that kind of had Dylan give us the idea for the list. Uh, yes, absolutely. Because you, you said when he was home last time, you guys watched yes. it. And the next day, it's like you know what you should do. Okay. Yeah, exactly. This is this is the movie that led to this week's top five list. Fantastic. Yep. Um, having said that, I'm going to pitch the idea for our next topic to you. Um, from our idea from Richard. Oh my God! Right here. Week. No, no. After after the show. Oh. So in case it gets shot down, nobody that's, goes. Oh, I want to hear that. That's called a teaser. Well, we can do it. We can do it if you want. No, t- hey, slap it on the table. Richard came up with the idea of, um. Team names, not team names, not team names in the right, like um, Bonnie and Clyde. Two people. Couples. Cu- couples. Pairs. Pairs. Okay. Well, our, 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 the either, however you want to work it in, our five favorite, uh, five most famous, the five, your, your five like, favorite. Like Luke and Laura in General Hospital? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like, um, you know, Belichick hey. and Brady, something like that. Okay. Hey, I like it. You know what? Hey, Richard suggested it. He's smarter than us, so sure. And he's given us like 10, and we always tell him, fuck off. But 
<laughs> we never we never seem to get to it. Not to his face. Well, that's true. I'm kidding. Okay. No, I, th- I yeah, I think hey, you know what? It's different. When agreed. Uh when you pitched this idea to me, I was of course, we very rarely say no, go fuck yourself. Um I loved it. And I knew what my number one was, and it was a tie. But I didn't put it on the list. And the reason I didn't put it on the list is because I didn't want to have to talk about these two movies. Okay. Everybody out there, I'm going to say it again. All of you, you need to watch Train to Busan and a movie called One Cut of the Dead. You need to watch it. Yeah, you've mentioned these quite a few Uh, times. They're incredible. They are two. I was blown away by both of them. And I don't mean blown away just because of... They were just fantastic movies. Yes, they have subtitles, but that technically would be my number one, but Joe Dirt was easier and more fun to talk about. Were you blown away like Ally McBeal in a hurricane? Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, that's strong. That's that's okay. super strong. That's blown away. Category five. All right. Fair enough. Category five. So, yeah, I'll have to get to work on that for next week. For sure. For what? For 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 the pair. Oh for, yeah. For for Richard's yeah, I th- idea. I, it could be fun. Yep. I, I, I've got six or seven. I've I've been playing around with there. I'm in. Not bad. I think that's it, brother. All right, let's go back to quarantine. I do want to say that I severely enjoyed watching Bugs Bunny for two hours this morning. Uh, that's how I started my day. It was great. I. That's how everyone should start their day on a Saturday. Every day. You should every start day. it every day because. Imagine what a better, much how much better world it'd be. I mean, if you take around all the way racist shit that they have in there. <laughs> I, I I don't notice any. Uh, I, I notice it. I just I, know that it was accepted back in the forties. Hey, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I watched the one this morning. I watched Bugs Bunny's Greatest Hits, and it cracked me up because I'd forgotten about it. It's the one where uh, Elmer decides that he's tired of being picked on, so he tears up his contract to Mister Warner. But to Mister Warner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> fantastic uh everybody knows where to find us yeah um so do it yep i think we are going to have a contest ready for you guys here in a week or so i'm going to work on it this week i should apparently have more than enough free time i think you're going to enjoy it and uh i got a teaser for that tease it get your thumbs ready get your thumbs ready boom there will definitely be a gift card for that as well yep that will be in. Um, got to figure. I got to figure out how I can make this a contest. But guess what? You can't win it if you don't enter it. Yep. Yep. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. This one might get more people involved. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I. I mean, G Bishop seven uh, two at Twitter uh, at top five for fighting on Twitter top five for fighting dot com. Putty two seven seven three on Twitter. Putnam two seven seven three on the gram. Yep, check out Breaking Down the Ring if you're into wrestling. Um, Please do. It's a great show. It it was it's very it's very fun. Uh, I I don't really have anything else. Just be safe and be good to each other. And if somebody needs your help, be the type of person that you know you should be and help them out. Let them let them let them know. Act like your grandparents are watching. True. It's pretty simple. And that your grandparents need you. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Let me tell you something about this monstrous leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard.
That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries the, something. Here's the precursor <laughs> to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick, in a litter box. <laughs> All right, good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you know whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally, and it's it's just it's amazing to me.